broadcasting live from SHRM 2022 at the New Orleans Convention Center, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in helping workplaces thrive during disruptive times. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. Coming to you from SHRM 2022's Exhibit Hall, I am your host, Jamie Gassman, and we are in our show sponsor's booth, R3 Continuum. And joining me is CJ Gross from Ascension Worldwide. Welcome to the show, CJ. Hey, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited about um, today. It really is SHRM's awesome uh, kickoff here, and I'm really excited about the book. Yeah, and I know you've got your book here, but before we dive into that, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me a little bit about your journey so far in your HR career that led to you writing the book. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually not in HR. Um, My background is engineering. Yep. And um, I worked for General Electric for about eight years, uh, and I learned um, lots of information about how leadership happens in a healthy and a productive way by, by uh, things that didn't happen and things that did happen while I was at uh, General Electric. From there, I moved into consulting work. Um, I did leadership development for the last 20 years. And after um, a lot of work in diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, I realized that it needed to be done differently. So I brought, actually brought my background in um, engineering as a different approach to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion because people are really, honestly, they're tired of talking about it in the way that we've been talking about it. And in some cases, it's very polarizing. In other cases, it's uh, you know exclusive to certain groups. Um, and things don't always change in organizations as we talk about this um, these topics. Yeah, and so you wrote a book, and I know you have this book. It's sold out of the Sherm. Yes, it's sold out. Sherm store. <laughs> What's your zip in code two hours, story? It's sold out. I know it's. You gotta be absolutely so proud of that. That's amazing. And I, I, I want to dive into hearing a lot, hearing about the book because when we were talking before we got on the microphones, it was just so interesting. And when you said you, you were covering some of the biases that this book kind of talks about, mm-hmm. um, let's dive into it. Tell me a little bit about what is your book about and what it, what is an HR leader learn from this or a business leader because sure. I think it could be really. Anybody that's leading an organization, let's talk a little bit about what's inside there. Sure. So the book is called What's Your Zip Code Story? Um, And that concept is about um, not just where you grew up, but how you grew up. The sights and sounds outside of your door, the conversations around the dinner table, um, the conversations with your parents. All those um, things influence and flavor the way you see the world. And ultimately, the way you build relationships in the workplace, uh, mentorship, uh, build teams, uh, hire people. Uh, it really um, shapes the lens in which you see the world and how you connect to other people. The second part of it is about class bias, right? So they're really um, connected there by two components. Now, the class bias piece is something that we're really not diving into in the diversity and equity and inclusion conversation. So that component came out of a presentation I did for SHRM 2019 um, inclusion conference. Uh, they put me on the very last day, very last hour. Yeah. When people were like leaving the conference, I was like, no one's going to show up. And to my surprise, one person walked through the door. So I was like, okay, I'm not alone. And then 60 other people walked through the door. Nice. And not only did they stay, uh, they wouldn't leave. Uh, the tech person had to pull the microphone because people were staying in there. Uh, they were crying. They were weeping because they not experience the place where they can share their own what we call your zip code story and that's really about your uniqueness 
uh, and it goes beyond just your identity that we can see. And so this book really um, touches on those two components, your zip code story, where you're, where, what your background is, um, where you're from, and also the eight class biases that we you, you just talked about. Um, and how does one expand their zip code story to mitigate those biases in the workplace? Yeah, it's so fascinating because really we all have so many different experiences across our life. You know, from childhood on up, you know, I'm an Army brat. When yep, you look at me... You don't know that I'm an army brat. Right. You know, you would never know that. But I tell you, it instantly people draw, a, honestly, is just sharing this as a conversation, one of the things that I hear is, was it hard to grow up moving a lot? That's awful. I'm like, really? That's shaped who I am. I can like, that's change management like right there. Right? Like yes. I'm like, I actually thrive in that. Like, yeah. it's actually a powerful thing. And, and, you know, so it. You know, you could look at it as a negative, but we never did. And so it's just interesting mm-hmm. because, like, when you think about that, everybody grows up a little different. And you yep. automatically draw an assumption about the person when you hear it. Yep. That's so fascinating. So is it how do you how do you embrace those stories? Or how do you pull those stories out of your employees? Because, you know, as a leader, <laughs> that can be challenging, right? It is challenging across the board for all um, diversity conversations, not for every single person, but for many people, because the first thing they think about is diversity. If I'm not a part of a certain diverse culture or identity, then is this for me? So the first thing I tell the leaders is first know your own zip code story. The first thing, right? Understanding your background and how that shaped the way you see, shapes the way you see the world. It's the first thing. The second thing is to, um, Share your background story, share your upbringing, share your uh, experiences and things that have made you who you are. And through that, you are then the leader, which opens up the door for other people and different backgrounds to share their story. And then you can lean into that story. And so we honestly, you don't even have to go down the road of talking about all the diversity conversations that we do. Not to say those aren't important, but if you really want to um, create a, a psychological safety, then you share your story, and you can also share story the story about something about yourself that people wouldn't know just by looking at you, because you may now be the leader sitting up high in the organization, and people think, oh, they they they've been there, they had it easy, they're privileged. Is what we hear hear a lot. And it's not to say that people are not privileged, but when people really know your story, you come down to earth. Uh, it's more authentic. There is a bridge of connection there. It allows people to um, connect with you in a different way. And when you when you share your zip code story as a leader, you create this psychological safety, which allows other people to lean in and share theirs. And it leads to better performance, uh, lowers turnover, uh, and you get more creativity out, out of uh, those individuals who ultimately lead to um, increased uh, market share, which yeah. every company wants. Absolutely. Well, and it, it, when I hear you talking, it makes me think you humanize yourself. Yes. You become, you, you're a human just like your people. Yes. You, you give them an opportunity to come relate with you at relatable. that human level. It makes you relatable. Yeah. And it allows you that opportunity really to, to be an authentic person, authentic leader, Absolutely. you know, and, you know, and I do a lot of, you know, at different episodes, we talk a lot about how do you create that opportunity of being vulnerable in front of your team or mm-hmm. bringing your true self to work. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Think about when I think about your book and this whole, Absolutely. what is your zip code story? That's amazing. Fascinating. Yeah. 
So if if somebody wanted to get a copy of your book, I understand it's on Amazon. Yep, it's on Amazon. How do they get a copy of it? Now that it's showed, sold out at Sherm, we got to mm. you know let the rest of those that didn't get to the bookstore fast enough know. Well, we just <laughs> I had a don't tell anyone. Uh, just between you and I, I have a, I had a private stash. <laughs> That I had in my book in my um in my book bag that I just took over there earlier before I came here. Oh. So there's probably about twenty books left now. So we oh, already wow. sold out the first hundred. Oh my goodness. In less than two hours. Wow. And now we have like twenty something left. So that's that's not that's not gonna last. So but, anybody um, not getting it at Sherm. They can who go missed and find out. it on yes, Amazon. On Amazon. And every everywhere else books are sold. And also the book before we came a book was a um I was about to say a Broadway play, but it wasn't. It was actually. It was a actually, great play. I know, right? It was an I awesome can see play. It. Right? I think we could write What's the script right now. Yeah. But it was a TED talk. Is there a singing part to it? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't want me to do it. You wouldn't want me either. All right. But a TED talk. That's really it cool. It turned into a TED yeah. talk, and from the TED talk, it turned into a uh, the book, and uh, it just came out. And actually, this is the third week that it's been out. And next month, I'm actually I'm doing a uh, book talk and some work around this concept in, uh, in in England, London. Great. So if they want to see the schedule for that book tour, so if we have any inter- international listeners, uh, where they, could they find all this great information? So the information for the UK is not on the website as of yet. It's a good okay. idea. Um, yeah. I've been moving so fast. Yeah. Um, um, but they can go to either one of our websites, which is uh, CJ Gross Talks. Uh, dot com or ascensionworldwide.com. Wonderful. They'll find you. They will find. Type yes. in CJ Gross yeah. and I will pop up. You'll find my LinkedIn. Yeah. One of the things that um, I do that I want to mention about the, um, well, it's on LinkedIn, but what makes this work for me unique is I'm, I may be like, as you look at me, I'm a person of color. I'm a male, at least, this is, you know, but the zip code story is what people wouldn't know is that I do motocross. I love that. I should have asked you what's your zip code story. It's too much to talk about. I, I, I <laughs> kept sitting here going, what's my zip code story? Like, I'm listening to you going, gosh, you know, what would be mine look like? So you do motocross. I do motocross. Wow. I am learning Spanish. Un poquito espanol. Um, I am uh, learning to surf. Uh, so there's so many things that I'm doing wow. to expand my zip code. And that's what the book um, is also about, is expanding your zip code story around people, places, and things. I've taken up golf. I've joined um, the Rotary Club. I did a presentation there last was it last week or yesterday. I can't remember. I'm so busy. But the point is, um, when people read the book, yes, you should understand your zip code story. You should understand other people's zip code story. But you should also expand your zip code story. I love that. Because from there, two things happen. One, you get to see what another person experiences, right? The other thing is you get to learn new cool things about yourself. Like I would have never thought I would have been into motocross I, I do skeet shooting. Um, I start swimming, so I scuba dive now. Like, all of this is within the last five years, though. And I won't tell you how old I am, but most people would not expand their zip code because they think, I'm too old. I'm You're too never young. Too old. I'm this, I'm that. But mm-hmm. what this does is allows you um, a doorway to expand who you are. And really, this is a new competency for the future of, of leadership. Oh, so yeah. if you're not, you can look diverse, but if you don't have a mindset for diversity, traveling does that as, as well. If you don't have a mindset for diversity, you're going to be out of a job. And it may not be today, but it will be tomorrow. And so the goal is to expand your zip code story by doing different things and different experiences. I love that. And honestly, travel can do that for you. 
And don't just go to Senior Frogs. Like, seriously, like, go, go off the beaten path. Like, where? don't just go to Senior Frogs. Like, if you're in Mexico, <laughs> like, go go to not the, just the, tur- the tourist traps, but, like, really, really experience the culture of, of where you're at and embrace I, it. I want to, I'll tell you a quick story if we have time. We do, um, absolutely. To, as much went, time as you want. Oh, wow, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm going to talk here all day. Yeah. So I went to Nicaragua. Okay. And in order to get to Nicaragua, I had to fly into Costa Rica. From Costa Rica, we took a, um, a, a cab, a cab uh, to the border. And from the border, Costa Rica, we had to walk, uh, I don't know, quarter of a mile to um, Nicaragua. And on that passage, I had to show my um, passport like six or seven different times. And I remember coming back home and complaining. It was like, you know, I had to show my passport. And, it, and then we had to take another ta- a cab to uh, the port and then the port we took a, a water taxi to an island and then I took another taxi you know so not to mention all of those things wow when people talk about um, you know the uh, inclusion or a privilege right so you might say oh this is a person a person of color they don't have privilege like other people but just having a US passport mm-hmm. is a privilege that people don't think about and when I when I when I gained that experience by by actually putting myself in that situation and not really speaking the span, um, language, yeah. I would speak like twelve words of Spanish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was able to get around and get fed. But the thing is, when I came back to the states and for my friends or colleagues who English is their second language, I had a whole nother appreciation mm-hmm. for their experience. Yeah. Right. Now it doesn't mean I agree with everything that's said out there in, 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 in politics and all that. But what it means is that I can now have empathy. Mm-hmm. You know, Brene Brown talks a lot about that, right? Yeah. Having empathy. Yeah. I can now have empathy from someone who has a different um, culture and has a different passport. Same thing with women's uh, rights. You know, there's lots of things that I learned about um, women that I had to, to be made aware of. Like, for example, mm-hmm. we, we asked people, what's the, what's the number one bias you have flying on an airplane? And a lot of people say different things. We won't go into that. But Ooh, what, I didn't think about that for yeah. <laughs> babies, babies, number one. What but, sitting next to a crying baby? Yes. Oh, see, I'm a mother. I I get it. <laughs> yeah, they have biases against other kids, but not theirs because they left their kids at home. But yeah. women, twenty five percent of women said, "I want to sit next to someone who's the same gender." And I made a, I made a, I made a comment that was. It showed my awareness at the time. I said, well, what's wrong with guys? I said, well, you've probably never been a woman on an airplane. It's like, you know, I haven't, right? But <laughs> yeah. women are assaulted at times on the airplane when they go to sleep or, you know, people bother. And I was like, that's oh. never happened to me in that way because I'm not a woman. But hearing from women in that way created a greater empathy for their experience. So then... When you look at engineering, where I come from, where there are not a lot of women or people of color, when a woman says something, a person of color says something, I can relate with that. But now, what it means to be the only woman in a male-dominated environment opens my eyes because I've I've heard something. Or if I reverse engineer it, and I am the only, right? So being the only for a leader is important because if you're trying to support someone, um, we always say this in our organization, you can't take someone where you're not willing to go yourself. Yeah. Or you have never been yourself. So if you've never been the only, if you haven't interviewed people and understand what that's like, it's hard to um, empathize. And although we want to create pay equity and all those other initiatives, it's going to fail. It's going to fall short because people don't have that experience. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. 
you just I, I would never have thought that on the airplane and I travel quite a bit for work. I've never When you get on an airplane I'm never gonna get that thought you, out of my head now, you CJ. You you, you automatically <laughs> yeah. assess people you do. up and down and you yes. create a story and you're like mm, mm, not well, that guy. It's what not they're that wearing, yes. it might be what they're looking like. I mean, if they look like they just came out of, you know, rolled out of bed and grabbed their pillow and their blankie and brought it to the airport <laughs> with them, I'm going, Oh boy. <laughs> you know, right. like, not gonna sit next to the next part. They like, probably oh, smell yeah. funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't shower this morning, obviously. No, <laughs> Like, I hope they're not next to me. And who's next to you, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. That's so interesting. But we all do it. We and you all... do it everywhere you go and everywhere you're at. And you mm-hmm. don't even realize sometimes that mm-hmm. you're even doing it. That's so interesting. And I, I love, like, now I'm going to be walking around going, I wonder what their story is. What's their story? that's the hope for this book is yeah. for that people, it catches on and people go, well, what's their zip code story? Yeah. And they won't just, exclu- you know, they won't just think about, their, you know, their, their brain is creating a story about them, but they actually yeah. lean in and lean past that bias conversation and say, mm-hmm. you know what, uh, that person would never be good for this job because yeah. of this. Or right. here's one, another one for women we hear um, is that if if you look like you're of uh, childbearing age, if you look like, how does someone know? People will not give you assignments that require travel because they're thinking that. One, you, if you have kids, they think they're thinking you need to stay. You may want to stay home with your kids. Didn't that? Didn't ask. They know, Did they they don't do know if you're the brain. <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, interesting. That's the zip code story yeah. because wow. you don't know that there are a lot of men that are actually playing the role of Absolutely. what. Absolutely. You know, and so, just judging people in that way is exclusive. But we again, when we're just talking about the normal topics of diversity we're missing out on a whole different conversation oh, so fascinating oh my goodness i think i think we'll have to have another follow-up yeah, on, on yeah. this i think we could talk for hours yeah, on maybe that I'll come back tomorrow yeah or there we right? go we'll do two why not <laughs> right we'll piggyback right yeah. we'll talk about interviewing like how do you use the the, the you know the zip code stay story in interview tuned. We'll talk stay tuned about yeah there we go so if you are interested in checking out CJ's book, which I highly recommend because it sounds super interesting and I think it would be very beneficial to any business leader or HR leader out there, what's your zip code story? Definitely check it out, Amazon.com. Very cool. Thanks so much, CJ. It's been Absolutely. great talking Thank with you. you. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on Workplace MVP. R3 Continuum is a proud sponsor of this show and is delighted to celebrate most valuable professionals who work diligently to secure safe workplaces where employees can thrive.